Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Hey, so I'm on another beach walk. It's Sunday morning, and I have a message to everyone who is worried about having a niche in private practice, right? That's one of the things that probably you've heard, maybe someone else has told you that in order to be successful in private practice, you have to have a niche. And I have lots of feelings about that, which I'm going to go through in a second. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. Firstly, when you're very first getting started, when you're thinking about your very first private clients, people who join Start Your Private Practice System, this is one of the early exercises I have them go through, is to identify like who their favorite kinds of clients are. Who are the clients and the people, populations, diagnoses, treatment approaches that light you up and allow you to do your best work as an SLP? Because chances are there are plenty of people on your regular caseload that don't fit that bill, right? So one of the whole reasons to do private practice is to design a private practice wherein you get to work with your ideal clients and treatment approaches and diagnoses and whatever else. However, in the beginning, when you're very first getting started, I often recommend that you work with anyone, any client who comes along who says they're interested in private therapy services with whom you are qualified to work. So if all of us, if you've never done accent modification and somebody comes along and they say, oh, hey, I'd like some accent modification, then maybe not them, right? Maybe pass on that. My very first opportunity to work with a private client was a child with autism and autism is not really my thing. I'm an adult neuro person. So it was really easy for me to say no to that person and that family because I wasn't the best person to work with them. But then I did get an opportunity to work with 
a gentleman with aphasia, like, and a couple weeks later, and I said yes to that person. And so that was my actual first client. But in the beginning, you do want to say yes to anyone who comes along that you feel comfortable and qualified to treat because you want to build up your caseload, build up your income, and build up your confidence and start to really grow this thing and make sure that private practice is something that you want to do. Okay. And as you're going along and you're gaining some traction and you're starting to see more clients, then that's when you can start to think, you know, six months or a year into this thing, depending on how fast you're scaling, do you want to start to specialize? So the whole thing with specialization and why it ends up being really important for private practitioners in communities has to do with the concept of word of mouth marketing. And everybody wants word of mouth marketing, right? Whenever I do polls in the SLP Private Practice Beginners Facebook group or other places and I ask about marketing, everyone's like, I want strategies for word of mouth. You know, help me with word of mouth. And I think that word of mouth is very attractive because it's free and it feels like free referrals. But I do want to remind people that in order to get word of mouth marketing, two things have to happen. One is that you have to tell people about your private practice. So people have to know that you are available and open for business and don't have a wait list and are seeing clients and what kind of clients and how to find you. People need to know about your private practice. The second thing that's essential for word of mouth marketing is that you have to give people something to talk about right? You have to, you know, prove your clinical skills or your expertise in a certain topic or something that makes you worth people talking about. Because people like to talk about, you know, restaurants or dentists or, I don't know, hair salon people that they had a really positive experience with. And that's how people get word of mouth marketing is by having people know that they are, you know, a service provider in the community and also that they know the quality of that person's work. So if you want word of mouth marketing, you have to be known in your community and you have to give people something to talk about. I wrote an article for the Asha Leader a couple years ago. That was the title. The title was Give Them Something to Talk About. And it was about how to become the one that people refer to. Okay. Because people also ask me a lot about, well, how do you get referrals from doctors? Right. Everyone also wants referrals from doctors and specialists. And the trick with that is that they have to know about you and they have to know that their clients had or their patients had a good and, you know, solid experience with you and whatnot. And then once you get on the radar of, you know, a physician or a specialist and they trust you to do a good job, they know that you are a wonderful provider and that previous uh, or uh, mutual patients have had a good experience with you, that's how you become the one that they refer to. So that any time a parent comes in with a concern about a child, they say, oh, you have to go see so-and-so. You have to go see Michelle. 
She's a wonderful speech pathologist. Her office is down the street, and she is an expert in blank, or she's really good with blank. You don't have to be an expert. I don't want you to listen and then think, oh, I'm not an expert. I'm not going to get referrals. But you have to have done something and made a connection with these doctor's offices so that you become the one that they refer to. Okay. So that's really what starting to think about being a specialist is all about is not only acquiring clinical knowledge that will, you know, make it so that you are the the one people are, are seeking out. Because if, if you had a child or a spouse or a family member who had, you know, one of the diagnoses that we serve and you had a choice between two providers and one treated what seemed like every diagnosis under the SLP sun and the other treated just the thing that your person had a problem with, which are you going to choose, right? You're probably going to choose the person who specializes in whatever the problem is that you or a loved one is seeking treatment for, right? I know I would. Think of your, any of your own medical stuff that you've had. Do you want to go to the generalist who treats everybody? Or do you want to go to the heart specialist? Or think about people who have had cancer, right? You have a certain kind of cancer. You want to be seen by that doctor at maybe even an, an out-of-state institution to make sure that you get the best workup and the best plan of care. Okay, our clients want that too. So specializing is something that you're going to want to do as your private practice grows. And one of the concerns that people have often is that, you know, they don't want to say no to referrals. This happens a lot when people are first getting started. They're like, oh, well, if I say no to this person, even though they have this diagnosis that I don't really know that much about, then what if... No other clients ever show up, and I've just said no to my last opportunity to have a private client. And that is really coming from a scarcity mindset and thinking that, like, that there's some sort of cap on the number of clients that are out there that could ever be out there for you. I operate from an abundance mindset, and I know that there will always be more opportunities. I know that there are are, lots of people in every community who need speech therapy services. And a lot of people aren't seeking them out because they don't know about them. So that's one of the things that you need to do as part of your marketing effort is to make sure that people know about you. Okay. So I think I'm hoping that you have some good takeaways from this, right? And whether you are just starting to think about starting your private practice These are some of the exercises that we go through in the Start Your Private Practice System, which is my beginner course for people who are just getting started. If you already have a private practice and you are either operating as a generalist and you're thinking maybe you don't want to do that anymore and you want to start to specialize, that is something I help people with in Grow Your Private Practice, which is my higher level program. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to hop over to Instagram and send me a DM and either say start or grow. And let's talk about how I can help you 
either start your private practice or grow your private practice and make sure that we are growing a practice for you that is in line with your talents and your abilities and set you up to be able to serve the kind of people that you serve the best and that light you up and allow you to do your best work. Hop on over to Instagram, send me a message that either says start or grow. My handle is at independent clinician and let's talk. Talk soon. Now that you've listened to the episode, I want to invite you to a free training. Do you have a business background? Most SLPs who go into private practice don't. You went to grad school, not business school. But here you are trying to start or grow a private practice. The good news is business skills can be learned and I want to help you make solid decisions on how to start and grow your private practice so you can serve your community and build a legacy while doing therapy on your own terms in your own time, and yes, make more money. I want to invite you to my free training specifically to help SLPs get the background information you need to know in order to be successful. There are two tracks, the start track and the grow track, because the needs of beginners and growth level private practitioners are very different. The trainings are short but thorough and can be consumed and put into action quickly. I want to teach you how to think, act, and behave like the private practitioner you are meant to be so that you can step into the vision you have for your private practice and your life. And the best part? These trainings are completely free. To register right now, simply visit independentclinician.com. Click Start or Grow and we can get started right now. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independentclinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.